to save. Help us to see you for who you are. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. Thank you. This is a familiar story for most of us. And very frequently, the focus is on the fact that Peter gets out of the boat and attempts to walk on water. But the thing that I find most astonishing is that Jesus, the very Son of God, took time out to reconnect with God. Rather than to use his supreme power, think of it. We think of, we're fascinated as human beings with superpowers, especially now more than ever. Think of all the movies that have been made, Superman, super this, super that, Transformers, machines coming to life. We are obsessed with power as a people. And here is the very one who is God incarnate, who has all power, and he doesn't use it that way. He doesn't use it to rush about, but rather takes time after feeding the 5,000, which was what had just happened. That's who he's dismissing. Remember that story, feeding 5,000 with five loaves of bread and a few fish? Crazy. Crazy. Crazy phenomenons going on here around this man, Jesus. They're still trying to figure out who he is. They're knowing that he's doing something beyond human, but they aren't quite sure who he is. But what I hope that you can see is his model for ministry, for life, and model your life after it by adding time, or what they're calling nowadays white space, to pray, to pray in your lives daily, even to take periods to go. We don't have mountains around here, so maybe you go just to the waterfront, or you go to the Catholic convent I go away for just 24 hours. You can't imagine the difference it makes. But that you take time to go deeper, to reconnect. If we think about a light, we're called to be lights on the hill, which can't happen unless we plug into the source, right? It can't happen unless we plug into the Father. Just the same way, a light cannot be turned on to share the brightness that it's made to share without it being plugged into the electrical source. So what is it that gets in the way of our doing this, what seems like a simple thing of reconnecting, taking time to be plugged in to the source? Well, I would say now more than ever, even for you who are retired, busyness, right? There are a million things coming at us 
that we never were before, that because we travel around with these things, right, where there is information being pushed to us, and then there's just the black hole of, I'm wondering about, and then you go down and two hours later, <laughs> you may come up from having looked at something and gotten off on rabbit trails. Does that happen to anybody else? Okay. And then there's fear. I know there was a time when I was running from God as fast as I could because I was scared of what he wanted me to do. And I really wasn't all that clear about how to settle down and just be in his presence. I didn't have instruction. And what does it look like to have a prayer life? What does it look like to have a rule of life where I go away and spend some time in his presence? And then there's just plain old laziness. You know, we're flesh people and there's a weakness there. And for some, I would say that there's guilt. Maybe there's unrepented sin, and that gets in the way of our just going and plugging into the source. Unrepented sin, unforgiveness, those get in the way of our being the light, the full bulb we're meant to be. They keep us from plugging in. That's why... Jesus calls us to repent so we can keep plugging into the source, not to punish us, but to enable us to be the fullness of who we are. And the amazing thing is that when we confess our sins, when we on a daily basis say, I was prideful today, God, and I tried doing my will over your will. Forgiveness is already there. And we're able to plug in. Now, more than ever in our country, we as individuals need to do this work of repentance, of forgiveness. What's bubbling up in Charlottesville is the result of a lot of unprocessed, undealt with conflict. It's a time and a season for reconciliation. That is who we are as people of Christ. We are people of reconciliation. We are meant to bring peace and bridge. And how we do that is through repentance and forgiveness. If you care about this country, I challenge you to get clean with your own self and to then pray for our nation that people will come to their knees and repent. Repent of letting idols take over. Repent of straying from the one true love of their hearts, the source that is the one who will make us shine bright. So transformation comes when we're plugged into the source and all channels are clear. Peter had a desire and he had some bit of faith and clarity of who the power source was that night and what that power source could empower him to do. 
He had a sense of who this was walking on the water in the middle of the night. Unlike the rest of the disciples, I find that odd. All the other disciples were afraid. They thought Jesus was a ghost until he spoke out to them and said, Take heart. Do not be afraid. That is a word for us today. Take heart. Do not be afraid. They were afraid, and they thought that Jesus was a ghost until he reached out. And he saved their sinking friend and calmed the winds that had battered their boat. It was at this supernatural display of power, for surely walking on the water all the way across the lake. And then when he stepped into the boat with Peter, what happened? Anybody remember that part of it? You can shout it out. The winds died down. Peace. Calm. And it was at that they recognized Jesus' power, his divinity, and they bowed down and worshipped him and saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, it is the right response to the one who is mighty to save and rescue us from our fears and the threats of this world. Peter's faith in Jesus' ability to call him out, to meet him walking on the water, is a grace. I wonder if the wind doesn't symbolize the ways of the world that can distract us to the point of causing us to doubt. But just as Jesus modeled and Peter demonstrated, we need only call out, Jesus, save me. And in this particular context, he immediately reached out. He reached out his hand and pulled him up. Jesus came to save, to save sinners, to save us, that we might know God in a personal, <coughs> personal way and have peace. I imagine this story, this gospel story, like a pictograph for believers, the disciples, to hold on to in that day and age. Jesus, mighty to save, the disciples venturing out, Jesus gets in the boat, and everything's <coughs> calm. If our lives are the boat of our journey, he's the one we want in our boat. He's the one we want to plug in with. I find it interesting that in an exhibit I saw once of early coffins of Christians, they were stone, carved with scenes, and what was the common theme in all of them that there was a boat with an anchor because you see in the early Christian world Jesus was their anchor <coughs> Jesus was the one that they tethered to he was the source he was their strength in the midst of life's calamities so I end with this I urge you to push back at the distractions. Maybe it's to take a fast. 
one day a week from electronics. And to simply be in the presence of this mighty God who is ready to save, who seeks to use you and I to shine bright in this world. But we have to plug in, push back the distractions. In this week's e-newsletter, I'll have a list of places you can go for a half a day, several days to go and be in his presence, to be prayed for and lifted up as you seek to reconnect and recharge from the source of all that you are. Because my desire is that we as a people shine brightly, know the source, and usher in peace wherever we go. Amen.